Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast. Oh, conventional. Conventional. I thought I'd go straight up, keep people on their toes. Oh, fair enough. I feel like I need to make up for it now for the people who are like, uh, licking your lips and chicken your hips. Licking your lips and chicken your hips. Licking your lips and shaking your hips. Licking your lips and shaking your hips. That's your intro, is it? That's what you do when you eat food. Oh, I'm not used to doing this part of it. Yeah, I know, it's trickier, trickier oh, than you thought, tricky. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. That's why sometimes you just got to do a straight down the line one. But welcome to the Off Menu podcast with Ed Gamble, me, and that's James Acaster, who you've already heard. Yeah, I'm a genie. This is, this is where we speak to a special guest and we get their dream meal, which constitutes what, James? Their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side and drink. And this week's guest is wonderful comedian Sindhu V. Sindhu's absolutely fantastic. She has a Radio 4 series called Sindhu Stan. She's been on Live at the Apollo uh, and QI and all sorts of stuff. She's a fantastic comic and we're very excited to hear what her choices are. I'm really excited about this episode. Yeah, should be should be good. She, she's already been saying to us that she loves food and yeah. she's uh, she could talk about it for a long time. So uh, She seems very set on what she might say, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've had enough conversations uh, with Sindhu to know that she absolutely uh, <laughs> believes in, in, uh, in, in what, what she has to say. Whatever she's saying, yeah. she believes in it 100%. She backs herself. So well, I can't wait to hear it. Well, hopefully she won't mention the secret ingredient, James. Every week we oh. have a secret ingredient that we both hate, and if the guest tries to put it in their dream meal, that will be ruining our dreams, hence yes. the whole illusion will fade, and they will have to be kicked out of the restaurant by the dream bouncer. Yes, and today's... Secret ingredient is sweet chilli sauce. Sweet chilli sauce. Get off my plate. Yuck. Horrible. What is the point? It's, oh, let's just have a lovely thin jam with all our savoury food, shall we? Absolutely hot. This just ruins everything that it touches. I, don't, I, can't, I genuinely can't think of a single thing that it improves. Yeah, <laughs> totally. There's, I think there's you, nothing that you, you put it on that, that makes it taste nicer. It's when you get it with Thai food and stuff and you're supposed to dip like prawn crackers in it or something you're like no the prawn yeah. cracker is a lovely thing i don't want to be adding pudding to it yeah like i can kind of like yeah if people want to put like deep fried like prawns or whatever and dip it in there i can kind of let that slide a little bit but like that's 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 as far as i'm wanting to go Ed. anything else it annoys me we're not letting it slide today if cindy says sweet no. chili sauce goodbye cindy goodbye cindy i'm afraid but hopefully she won't say it, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Fingers crossed, eh? Fingers crossed. Well, let's hear if she says it or not. This is the dream meal of Sindhu V. Welcome to the dream restaurant, Sindhu. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Welcome. James, would you like to explain your entrance there to Sindhu, who has made a point of telling us before the podcast that she doesn't listen to podcasts before she goes on them. So I'd imagine that sound effect was slightly confusing. Probably also confusing when I appeared out of a lamp just now, 
wasn't it, Cindy? I'm a genie. That's why. Uh, that's why I've appeared out of a lamp for you. Uh, oh. That's why I can make all your wishes come true for your uh, perfect meal. Um, also, a waiter. Okay. That's, but is it only for perfect meals that you make my wishes come true? Only for food. Okay. Uh, food-based wishes. If you have any other food-based yeah. wishes, you know, I can take care of them. If you want any that you want to slot in now. Uh, Anything you'd like to change about food? No, I like food. Food is good as it is. Great. There you go. No more food-based wishes. That's easy, fine. Easy day for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have a foodie on the podcast, someone who's been thinking about it in advance and thinking about all of this stuff, because we've had a couple of people on who are these people who just think of food as a fuel. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I think food is a fuel. It also, is. yeah, it is also that. But even you know, I mean, yeah, no, I think about food. I think about. I'm not fussy about food. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll eat what I have to when I'm hungry. But I like to think about it while I'm eating it and think this is the worst thing I've eaten. Why am I eating this? It's because I'm on a train. There's no other food. I wish I was not born a vegetarian. My life is crap. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'll be thinking about it. Yeah. I just won't eat something and not think about it while I'm eating it. And sure, I, that makes And I sense. think about food like in advance. I think I'm going to go, you know, to that city in India because my cousin's getting married and we'll go to that yeah. shop and eat that food. You know I, what I mean? I do that. I base my whole day around food or like even like holidays and things. I'd be like, mm. you big have time. to go to somewhere where you can have three nice meals a day. Yeah, big yeah, time. It's not a holiday otherwise, is it? No. No point. Why, why, why are you going that why far? You going? If you're yeah. not going to plan your, your food in advance. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I will not go anywhere on holiday that's uh, that's not like planned around food. Yeah. Or I won't, like I don't go to Greece on holiday for that reason because I don't like Greek food. It does Fair nothing enough. for me and I'm like, well, I'm not going there, which has created some issues in, our, in my life. But I'm like, I'm not going there. Really? Do you know other people who, who are big... Begin to Greek food. Well, I know people who've had a wedding there and said, yeah. and that's like, I'm not going." You said you're not going. You're not going. So my husband said, "I'm not going." You're gonna have to. So we didn't. We never went. I who, said, "I'm not gonna go there." Whose who, who, family was that? <laughs> that wasn't family. It was very close friends. Very close friends. Yeah. So, well, not my very close friends because my very close friends not don't anymore. get married in Greece. They get not married. anymore. He said, "I don't want to go to your wedding because you're having well, it in we the country." Well, we didn't say that, and it was so long ago that they're never going to listen to this podcast, so it's fine. But they're not your friends anymore. Well, I mean, they're, they're, you know, there's that group of friends you have, like, from university that I didn't have, that he had. Yeah. They're kind of friends. Oh, it's your mean. husband's friends. Yeah. yeah. So and your husband didn't go to the wedding of his close friends. We didn't go. That's the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. We, because we never you don't went. like Greek food. Well, I just said it's three days in some place. You know, I'm not going to eat that food, and I yeah. hate it. <laughs> yes. And it helped that we had young kids. So that's always like, let me tell you. If you're a mother of young children, you mm. can back into that defense so easily and be like, but the children are so young. They yeah. will miss us. And yeah. really what you think is wine leaves with rice. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Really. Wine leaves with rice. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Greek food per se, fair enough, but not for me. Not but like we were saying, I will not go there. You just wouldn't. No, I mean, I'm, it, one of my kids ends up wanting to marry someone in Greece. I'm going to have to make an exception. These are my children. You would go to that wedding? I, yes, I'd go. My, my it would be very funny area. if you didn't. Like, no, I yeah. know that would be something. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not unreasonable. You know, you know, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 it's very reasonable you approach the first one. <laughs> to start, would you like still or sparkling water? Um, still, but room temperature, please. Oh. Now, why is that a preference? Because I think cold water before meals or during meals is, it's, it sort of dampens the taste of the food. It's cold water going into your mouth. I've never liked it. You've so, never liked cold water? No. Well, that's not true. In the boiling heat in India, mm. I've liked cold water. Mm -hmm. But when I'm sitting down to eat, even in India, if it's very hot, I don't have cold water. It's too aggressive. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Cold yeah, yeah. water is too aggressive. I suppose it can, yeah, it can dull 
it can dull the senses, can't it? If you're having very cold water. Yeah, and it, it sort can... of makes your mouth be like, oh, I'm cold, I'm cold. Not, yeah. how does this taste? How does this taste? Right. Do you know what I mean? So the next one that goes in your mouth, it's having to like... Yeah, and also if climatize. you're eating warm food, yep. then what are you doing having cold water? What, what message are you sending your face? <laughs> Do you know? so you don't want to confuse your face the whole thing I think room temperature water is great and so I always would like still water that's room temperature that makes sense I mean the thing is about Cindy is that everyone of a you always have a way of saying something that goes yeah I can't really argue with that and then I'll yeah. probably end up halfway home and go that was bullshit <laughs> what, what did I even go along with yeah, that I mean, the, the notion of why have cold water with hot food that I, I would have cold water with hot food yeah, because if you stop and think about it, I guess, yeah, but when, you're when, to balance when it you out. said, why have cold water with hot food, I my first thought was, Cindy's probably right. Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, temp- Cindy's but, right, but, it would be ludicrous to have. Uh, no, but I mean temperature hot. Yeah. Not chilly hot. No, totally, but... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't you make see sense. see what someone's like, like, oh, too hot, they might want some cold water to cool it down. Maybe, or you could just wait, or you do, and cool your food, you know? Low on it. Yeah, I mean, putting that- boiling food in your mouth in the first place, and then drinking cold water, <laughs> the whole thing is absurd. <laughs> just take a minute, sort yourself out, and eat the food. And it's take the right- a minute and sort yourself out, that's very good advice. Yeah, this crazy person just eating boiling hot food. Yeah, they're cooling drink, themselves down. Freezing cold water. Yeah. <laughs> sure? Yeah, just a proper... cartoon character, doesn't really make well, sense. Well, Goldilocks, that's Goldilocks, isn't that it? That is Goldilocks, yeah. all over. Look, look what happened to her. Yeah, but also... She never brought up cold water. She just kept yeah. eating the things and then going through this family that had this, you know, yeah. sort of gradation of temperature in the food. But I suppose yeah. she could have just drunk cold water. What I really like about your retelling of Goldilocks there is you at nev- uh, no point mentioned that they were bears. Oh, yeah. You well, just said they were a family. family. <laughs> they are family. Just family. Just three people who... A, a couple who met each other, even though they both live lives at different extremes. Yeah, but okay. See, if we're going to start taking Goldilocks apart, yeah. first of all, they're bears. Second of all, they're eating porridge. Yeah. That, that's already so. If you just say family, you don't have to deal with those little weirdnesses. <laughs> You're just focusing on the temperature of the porridge and how she never drank cold water. Yeah, so it's like you never have to. If you met someone, if if you were friends with the bear family. And then you met someone else who was like, uh, you know, what, 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 what are you today? And you were going to see the bear family. You would leave out the fact that they were bears because it overcomplicates things. Yeah. Exactly. No, I'm going to see a family that I know. That's all you need to know. Yeah. And they like we're porridge. probably going to eat yeah, porridge. They've all, got, yeah. Yeah. they've all got a chair each. Yeah. And a bed each. And one is the right, you know, soft and this and that. Yeah. I might not even get into that. No, My, because yeah. that makes them sound. Yeah, it's, it's too convenient, isn't it? It's a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, you, like, a lot of fairy tales, really, you, there's a lot of details you should leave out just to get to the point. And every fairy tale is weird. Yeah. That's yeah. just, you know, you never think of it growing up. Then you sit down one day to read a story to your kid and you're yeah. like, oh my God, I, okay, fine. And then by the time you get to the end of like the first two fairy tales with your first child, you're like, we're skipping fairy tales yeah. because yeah. they're making me, you know, and then you just tell them Aesop's fables or something where animals yeah. are talking, but nice things are happening. Sort yeah. of ish. But do you pass them off as humans, even to your kid? Uh, the Aesop's fables, just go, ah, oh, there was a... No, a no, because you have to read it from the book. Human went to drink from the water. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the great thing is, with kids, 
you know, they have such an imagination for, they say things like, my teddy bear talked to me, this ant is looking at me. So they have that imagination already. So you, it's not... It's this not, ant is looking at me. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? Have you never right? had that? No, you, well, they think an ant is looking at them. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know, because in India, well, when we used to go for holiday to India, it's we're more open to the elements. There's flies and... Yeah, you know, sure. And there's always an ant in a line going about their business as yeah. you do when you're an ant. And then one will stop every once in a while. And my son, when he was little... Yeah. He's not used to having ants in the house, so he would stop, and it would stop, and he'd say, "Mama, this ant is looking at me," and I would say, "So it is. So look at it." And then, then the ant would. That wastes five minutes. So hold on. The whole line of ants is walking along, and then one of them just stops and just looks over, and well, then carries on walking. No, it doesn't look. It just stops, and he thinks it's looking it's at looking, him. Yeah. Stop to have a little look. Yeah. I guess ants need to take a break. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Have I, a look around. Look at your son. Uh, Fair enough. Pop it up, so Greg. Say no. Pop it up, so Greg. What's the first word? Papadons. Oh, papad. Right. Huh? Papad. That's what it's called. But that's wrong. Oh, I'm not going to start doing that. No, How don't. many episodes are we in now and you've been pronouncing it all wrong, No, James? no, but you've been... I completely no, but that's appreciate the I've, I've probably been pronouncing it wrong, but I'm not going to... I can't change it now. People will not appreciate No, no, no. That's fine, because that. that's what it's called here. What kind of bread? Whatever Any bread, bread you, you like. want. Sardo. You like some sardo? That's it. I'd rather yeah. have sardo. But also it depends on the meal. But if I just, if just we were in a vacuum and it was like, do you want papad or do you want sardo? I'd go with sardo. Right. Every time. Is every there time. a place where you've had the best? Sardo? Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah I have, I eat very good sardo here because mm. I get mm. it at um, this deli in our neighborhood, which is a Jewish deli. And so they have like old world breads mm. and they have really good sourdough. What's the what's the deli called? Panzers. Panzers. Panzers it's Deli. A, Panzers it's in Northwest London. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And because I stopped eating bread, which I missed, because bread is happiness. Yes. And then I stopped and I was not happy. Why did, why did you stop? <laughs> oh, because I was on that whole thing about, you know. Low carb. I wanted to be skinny and this is how you do it and low carbs. And then I was so unhappy. And of course... Like any well-married person, I was like, my marriage must be shit. That's why I'm so unhappy. Mm -hmm. So I spent a few years on that. But turns out marriage is fine. It's just the bread thing was a big problem. I was just unhappy. And so then I went to the doctor. Well, And I've had some digestive issues. And so went and talked to the doctors and this and that. And they said, you know, fermented food is good. Try sourdough bread. And and sourdough, but good sourdough, where you need to grow your own Mm. yeast. So I'm starting that. So you've got a little... It's going to start. I've just started making beetroot class. And now that I know how to do that, I'm going to start doing sourdough. Right. What was the first one? Beetroot class. What's that? It's like a fermented beetroot drink. Uh-huh. It, which I love because it's got salt and beetroot and it just fermented in a jar. It's kind of alive. Yeah. And then you drink it. And it's great. It's just and very that's good, good for your stomach. It's as very well, good right? for your digestion. Yeah. Very, very good for your digestion. That's great that you went to the doctor and they prescribed sourdough. What a great doctor. Yeah. Well, it was like one of those alternative oh, right. doctors. Oh, a, as in a baker. <laughs> From Panzer. Yeah. A baker at it's Panzer. It's the man who runs that deli. Yeah. Yeah. You need some sourdough, young no. lady, and some hot cross buns. <laughs> exactly. Um, which are also lovely, by the way. Yeah. But um, no, it's like, a, it's like a digestion doctor. Okay. You know, which yeah. is important now. I think everyone has something going on with digestion, and we're all we wondering why. Yeah. And um, I think it's because, you know, what you eat is a huge part of how you behave. It and is, how you feel day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So sardo is great. So, but sardo over papad, yes. Would you have, would you have butter with that or yes. just butter De- very important? Definitely butter. The better quality, the better. 
Salted? Sure. Sure. Not bothered no. about the salt necessarily. Not bothered. No. Yeah. No. High quality butter is so good. Thick spread. Do you want some of your fermented beetroot on there? What was that called? Oh no, the drink. Oh, it's a drink. It's a drink. Apologies. So I don't want it on my bread. It's alive. Thank you. <laughs> but it is alive. It is alive. You're a very very creative waiter. Yes. Mr. Castro, but I would not like yeah, well, a drink, a drink on my bread. <laughs> Do your children uh, imagine that the, the drink that's alive is looking at them sometimes? Uh, no, because they're they're older now, but they think this kind of stuff is so gross. They're yeah. like, oh, and it's I, talking to them. Yeah, I think on it, Yeah, it's me, the drink. <laughs> no, it's me, Mr. Kvass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think no. a beetroot fermented drink is the opposite of what all kids would like. Yes. I think that's an anti-child drink, really, it is, isn't it? And I'm not one of those people that thinks this is very healthy. I've realized this as an adult. Let me try and convert my kids. Yeah. No, because I've eaten so badly my whole life. I'm such a junk food addict that yeah. I think let them have fun. Let them have fun. And their then time they'll get that. to a certain age and they'll go to the doctor and they'll say beetroot yeah. class and then they'll and call then me. You'll be ready. You'll and be I'll, ready there going, How was the doctor? I've got some beetroot yeah. for you. They'll be like, I have IBS. I'll be like, yeah. I've got beetroot crass. We'll go. <laughs> <laughs> they only enjoy it when they like not. So I think you've got to just like not have it for ages. Healthy stuff, and then yeah. you enjoy healthy food when you're older. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's literally what's happened to me. Yeah. You know, I've always. I, I, I'm famous among our friends for having eaten so terribly for so long yeah. and gotten away with it. Yeah. Gotten away with it is yeah. a euphemism for didn't put on weight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and what what did what was your diet like back in the day then? What would you have day to day? Can I tell you something? Yeah. There was this boy I had a crush on in college when I was in Canada. And I used to eat, like the corner store used to sell a slice of pizza mm-hmm. for a dollar. So I used to eat that every day. And I had a crush on him. And he was a bit like Birkenstock wearing, <laughs> but, you know, this kind of granola t- type. I don't know what I was thinking. Like a proper hippie type. Well, he wasn't of. a proper hippie, but he wanted to be very new age. Right, okay. And he was also doing a master's in geography, which really tells me everything. I don't know why I didn't focus on it more. But, you know, you have the hearts for someone. What are you going to do? Sure, yeah. You're just yeah. like, I yeah. want to sleep with this the person. The heart wants yeah. what the heart wants. Yeah. Well, or whatever part of you want. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not sure if his heart was involved in this. Design. No. So anyway, <laughs> you know, so anyway, so one of the things he said to me was, you eat too much of that pizza. And I'm like, oh, I can eat it every day. And yeah. he said, I bet you can't. And I thought, mm, I said, I bet I can he said, I bet you can't eat that. Like, that's the only thing you'll eat. I said, I will. Four times a day for the next 42 days. I ate a slice of pizza. This guy finally was like, you need to stop. And, you know, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty incredible. That's the, so pizza, I used do, to eat pizza. Did you ever smooch him? That, among other things. Yes, yes, yes. I think he was so impressed with my pizza experience. Yeah. Or you he, get Anyone... Listen to the podcast, looking, looking for a looking sweet for hookup. Love. If you've got a crush on someone, all you need to do is eat four slices of pizza a day for 42 what? days 42 in a row. 42 days. Yeah. And, and I still remember I used to get the pizza and I would put, just just to be clear, I would put a napkin, like a paper napkin down because they only gave it to you on a slice of, yeah. you, know. Um, you know. What did the people in the pizza shop think of this? They didn't care. They didn't care. There were so many students. It was on campus. They didn't care. Yeah. So what I used to do, I'd put the paper napkin down and I would sit in front of this boy and I would squeeze the pizza and the grease would drop onto the thing and then I would eat it because I was like, I'm winning this. Like, whether we sleep together or not, I'm winning this thing so hard. He had to ask me to stop. I'll sleep with you, whatever you want. <laughs> Just stop eating stop the pizza. Stop eating the pizza, please. Um, so I would eat pizza. I I um I ate a muffin in the morning from the muffin place. The muffin place. The muffin place on campus. <laughs> I drank only Coke. 
I just didn't I didn't drink alcohol in yeah. those days. I just drank Coke. I remember distinctly a friend of mine came to stay with me. She's still a very dear friend of mine. She lives in New York. And she opened my fridge and she was like, there's Coke and um, dill pickles. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. We can get pizza. She's like, no, no. Is this the only food in your flat? And I was like, pretty much. So I she a cooked. job of grease. Yeah, right. exactly. Squeeze with some pizzas. Yep. Although I saw James's fridge yesterday. Mm. I opened your fridge. Looking pretty bare in there, buddy. Yeah. But it's your own place, fridge. so you don't give a shit. Yeah, sure. But it was The only like, things in there are jars of things that we've been sent free because we do a food podcast. Yep. I had oh. some salted caramel sauce, uh, some uh, praline paste that Selassie made us. Yes, you've told me about that. Was it yummy? Yeah, very nice. Okay. I kept putting it in ice cream. It was delicious. <laughs> um, some sauce from the rib man, some Nando sauce that I bought, um, some lemon curd that I got given free at a wedding. <laughs> and a stain that the builders left. And a stain that the builders left <laughs> from a drink. I don't, I don't know what it was, but they left a stain in the fridge and yeah. I haven't cleaned it yet. But you know, if I didn't have children... I would eat like that. I mean, when I worked yeah. and was married and didn't have kids, I remember my nephew came to stay with us and he opened our fridge and there was two bottles of champagne in the fridge, some Coke and yogurt because my husband eats yogurt. Oh, and he was like, what, what should I eat? I'm like, I don't know. Like, why are you phoning me at work? You know, go find some food. I was like, you can drink what's in the fridge. And he's like, but it's 9 a.m. I was like, you know, go ahead. I don't mind. But if I didn't have kids, I would never. I was raised by a mother who's a, who's who is a fabulous cook, yeah. and we ate dinner every day together, and we ate three meals, and she's such a great cook. So I never, I was just fed really well. So you never you never had that time where you're like, I'm going to start doing this now. Mm. No, and also I didn't like eating when I was little, right? Because they never cooked what I liked. <laughs> Mommy would just cook food that was what was everyone wanted to eat, by which it was basically her and my dad, like grown up Indian food, and yeah. we didn't live in India. And mm. I didn't want to take that food to school and be the one kid. And I know it's such a cliche, but you open your lunchbox and everyone's like, oh my, and I was at an American school and they all had lunch, like they had white bread sandwiches yeah, and they had such beautiful things in plastic. And I had, I don't know, like a samosa. Mm. And you know, if you're the only Indian kid in the class and that's your food, yeah. you just don't eat. And you hate that food. I was always so jealous no. of the Indian kids at my school. No. When they opened their lunch boxes. But you like, see, you oh, had no. more than one. I was yeah, the only okay. Indian. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was terrible. And my sister got lunch money because she was in middle school. She was much older. Yeah. So she would eat canteen food. So I think I had a terrible relationship with food. And we'd sit down. It would be Indian food all the time, except, except when my parents went out. And then we had alphabet soup from Campbell's. Oh. And it was literally like... Like a gelatinous blob, and, but it was like this is so good. This is American food. <laughs> We're getting the letters and spelling out. Yes. I, I love the USA. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love USA. the USA. Yeah, and so I think that was part of the problem. Was I didn't like eating when I was little, yeah. mm. so I ate the food, and my mother always cooked it, and I always associated cooking with Indian food, and which is, by the way, the only thing I cook now. So you know all that stuff, and then when we came back to India. Mommy started working, and then again she cooked, and it was. Then I started eating out more because mm. I was older, and that was fun. That was fun. But anyway, sorry, t- total digression. And then eating for for a while became a way of getting some <laughs> getting some men. <laughs> this is became sweet. a challenge. Yeah, exactly. For your starter, Cindy, what would you like? What could I get for you? Oh man. Okay, so for my starter, wh- where are we? Are we in London? The but, oh, but you're a genie. You'll get me yeah. whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. So you, wherever anywhere you want, in the world. You okay, so Anytime there's a f- fresh white fish ceviche in Uruguay. Oh yeah. Oh my god, 
It's on this little island in Uruguay that I should remember the name of. That's a wedding I went to. But <laughs> that's a wedding. What that? I know. <laughs> no, but it was it was the best. I mean, and by the way, I have two food lives. I've been a strict vegetarian up until 2010. Mm. And then I was told I had to change my eating habits. I got very unwell. Yeah. And protein blah, 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 and red meat. And I was like, that's never going to happen. Because really, for a Hindu to eat a cow is like, mm. you're really pushing it here. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, no, but, you know, and I was very unwell. And my dad was like, well, you need to practice dharma. Dharma is your correct duty. And your correct duties as a mother. And if you're lying in bed and can't get out of bed, that's not a good mom. So eat what they tell you. Right, okay. So we made a compromise, the doctors and I, that I would eat fish. So I started eating fish in 2010. It was a huge deal for me. Yeah. It was a huge deal for me just because I'd never done it. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm quite a, insofar as there's something called a practicing Hindu, I don't know. I must, I am one. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I, my husband eats meat, the, the children eat meat, but I just never did. So after 2010, I have a whole different food life. Yeah. Because I started eating seafood. Yeah. And so I went to Uruguay four years ago and had this ceviche, which exploded my brain. Yeah. And that's the one I want, please. Oh, man. The, the first time I had ceviche was like, it was in New Zealand. And my girlfriend at the time, her grandmother made it. She just caught the fish that morning. Oh, oh. my God. And right? it was incredible. And I couldn't get enough I of it. I've never had it. Didn't even know it existed. Before. That sounds amazing. Yeah, but this is in Uruguay. Like, they caught the fish yeah. and they made it. And it was so fresh and it was so lemony and so hot like chili hot yeah and so beautiful mm. that i you see here's what was here's what was happening i'm trying to think if any of the people in that group would yeah they might listen but it's too late now what are they gonna do <laughs> so it was a big table like this it was a big wedding yeah and to go from london to uruguay for a wedding it's like you're flying forever you know yeah, go to argentina and buenos trip. aires and mm -hmm. this and that and so big table and this ceviche was being made fresh and being brought so after and we were passing it around after a while, I realized this is some very good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and s soon, these either the fish is going to run out or yeah. whatever. So I began, I was on this side, the receiving side of the plates. I, it, it would, I stole some of the table ceviche. I just, <laughs> I just took one plate and said, yeah, we're all talking. And I was like, and I put it down and then the next plate. And then I just kept putting stuff from this plate onto mine. I never ran so you, out of ceviche. You put, a, you, you put some under the table where you were. So you had your own little supply yeah. of ceviche all and, the time. And then just kept pretending to them, oh, here's a new plate. And then adding from this plate because everyone really liked it and it yeah. was going to run out because yeah. it was so fresh. Sure. And my, <laughs> and I think my husband who was on the other side. He figured out, he knows me very well. Yeah. Yeah. He looked at me. Of course. And yes, my, my absolutely <laughs> scandalous wife. Is that the other She's probably stored up ceviche for herself. <laughs> well, he kind of looked at me and he, went, and he sort of looked at me and went, you know, yeah. and I was like, and he said, okay, this is happening. And it's very funny because last night I said to him, oh, I've got to think about, you know, food for this podcast. What's a starter? He said, the fucking ceviche. I'm like, you're right. The ceviche. He's like, you stole from the rest of the table, including the bride and bridegroom. Fuck it. You know, too bad. You stole it food at a wedding. so good. You stole food at a wedding. But Jeannie, I, that ceviche, please. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that ceviche. God. I'd like to try that. So that's like loads of, so fish, but. Marinated fish. Mar marinated fish and citrus. So the citrus is curing yeah, the fish as well, it goes, basically. Yes, and a lot of thinly sliced onions. Yeah. Um, chilies? There yeah, chilies there was in, in there? this one. Sometimes there's coconut milk and stuff in there, but not always. Not always. Yeah, this was like just soup. And the thing is, I don't know what they've done. And the fish is raw. 
Mm. But it's the citrus that starts to almost cook it, right? Yeah. Well, to do, to sort of tenderize it almost. Yeah. And it's really flaky white fish that's mm. just been, sadly for the fish, two mm. minutes before f- in, you know, do-do-do. Yeah. yeah. Finding Nemo. And then now look. <laughs> Next thing you know. Finding Nemo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Always good to remember finding Nemo when you're eating the fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that was... And, it, and, you know, I think also with all food, it's the where and the how and the why. It was course, sunny. Yeah. The, but I tell you what, I could be sitting in a dungeon. I would enjoy yeah. that ceviche. Also, like, I kind of get, like, uh, the steel in it stuff because you, oh, ceviche is always small. It is. And, yeah. and, like, the first time I had it, uh, uh, so it was, a, you know, it's a huge bowl of it because they caught all the fish that morning. Yeah. And we were just putting it into big, like, cereal bowls. Because it's not filling either, is it? No. So it's, like, light. It's quite light yeah. and fresh. To me, I just want to be putting it away yes. in loads of it. And you never get that opportunity. No. And I was like, I flew to Uruguay. I deserve. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was a long flight. Yeah, and yeah. It, was, it was a beautiful wedding. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? No one cares. No one minds. No one minds, sure. and it doesn't matter if the bride or groom aren't getting as much ceviche. It's not about the day's not about them. No, <laughs> no, and they're getting married. They're getting that. They've got this, and <laughs> they're getting that. Oh, they're getting that. <laughs> They've we got those have... memories. You're not getting any memories, so no, you better yeah. make some with the goddamn ceviche. Ceviche, yeah. and you know what? I can I can see the ceviche still. Yeah, yeah. But you, you can't remember who the bride was. Yeah, no, I know her. I know her. You can still see it. Some people never saw it. They were like, "Oh, here's the sliver of onion in some lemon juice." Yeah. At least well, you I guess can, this is the start. At least you can describe the ceviche to people who missed out on the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought we just had lemon and onions. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your main course. Oh, oh this is a, see, this probably, is, I imagine, something else you stole. Uh, no. <laughs> um, well, is it just one main course, though? You guys can't do that to me. Well, I, well, think, I think what have what we you got can some do. honorable munchions? We can do on, honorable munchions. Okay, honorable munchions. Yes, I do. Because, again, yeah. apart from the fact that I have two lives fish and no mm-hmm. fish mm-hmm. I also have several lives like I grew up in India and mm-hmm. there's that food but then I'm married to a Dane and then I live in England mm-hmm. and so there's all kinds of you know there's just a lot of crowding of the food space mm-hmm. yeah you know um, because when you're married into a different culture you eat that food it's not like I mean it's, it's a choice but it's not really because part of the celebrations and this and that not that any of this is Danish but I'm just saying okay. <laughs> I'm just adding to okay so here's sure. the thing so there's Oh man! Um, so if you got yeah, if you got a couple of honourable mentions, okay. and then we'll go with so the one that you're definitely picking. We're going to go with this because there's one that I know that only the genie can get me. Okay. So I'm going Great. to mention that, Great. and then the other one, which is an honourable mention, I could probably get again, even though the genie can get it for me, I could get it on my own. So yeah. that'll just be honourable. Okay, that's fair. Enough. So, uh, in uh, Italy, in near Florence, but I think more near. Um, oh yeah, it was near Florence. There was this place we went to live when we had very young children, two very young children. 
And it was like you went there all summer. It was hot. And it was sort of, it was like Airbnb before there was Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And we went there. And the person who ran the whole thing, there was a very fancy hotel. And then they had these little houses. And the fancy hotel was run by an older um, Italian gentleman called Mr. Mancini. Mm. Now, Mr. Mancini, he was a great man. And he once showed us, we, we wanted to drive into the city. And he said, oh, yeah, I'll show you where that is. And then he drove in his Fiat with his one hand out on a cigarette. Mr. Mancini was like in his late 70s, <laughs> cigarette driving like you would be driving a video car if you were playing Mario. <laughs> yeah. M- maniacal driving. Which as an Indian, I was like, eh, my Danish husband was like, we're going to die. <laughs> the kids were screaming because they thought they were having fun. Yeah. But anyway, so Mr. Mancini was great. He was very, very um, nice. And then one day I said to him, I like hot food. And he said, ah, arabiata. And I said, yes. And he said, oh, I have my mother's recipe. And what I said to him was, yeah, but I mean really hot. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that Sicilians... <laughs> No, really hot. Chilies and yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, I'm Indian. I had all that arrogance. Oh, yeah, I'm Indian. Mr. Mancini went into his kitchen, into the kitchen of the hotel, and made and invited my husband and I for dinner. Yeah. um, And made his mother's recipe of arabiata pasta Mm -hmm. with angel hair pasta. Mm -hmm. And I have never eaten anything that delicious. But oh my God, it was so hot. (laughs) It was, but, and I had to keep face. Sure. Yeah, I of course. After, after you'd gone, oh, I want really Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot food. So, I mean, yeah. I had to keep face. And so my husband and I, and of course, my husband was like, you know, I mean, he. I'll be honest with you. I remember distinctly that the pasta tasted very, 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 very good. And the reason I'm saying this is the story is not about how hot the food was. The story mm. was about the perfection that can be achieved in food when it's so hot mm. that as an Indian, you think, you can't think. Your Danish husband has gone blind. Basically. <laughs> That's it. He's no, no, not cognizant of the world around him anymore. Yeah. But the, it tasted amazing. Those tomatoes, the yeah. way he had done them. Yeah. So you're fighting. You have a fight and flight response. Yes. You're like, I'm going to fight through to the taste. I want to run away from this taste. Yeah. And then, then so that was the best main course I can ever remember in the Western world that I've eaten. Wow. Because I, I know chili. Yeah. And to be able to maintain taste at that level of chili yeah. is a beautiful thing. Yes. Beautiful thing. And those tomatoes were not sweet, but they weren't sour. They were just yeah. perfect. The pasta was, and it was angel hair pasta. Uh-huh, yeah. And it was been made by Mr. Mancini. Amazing. I can't oh, even great. begin to tell you. Pasta. I can't even begin to tell you how oh. great it was. Also, a uh, little bit crude, but I will tell you that when we were growing up, my <laughs> my parents had like Western friends who would come to visit and my father would always, and my mother and father would talk about the menu that my mother would make. And they would always say, you can't make the food too hot because these people get bad stomachs mm. if they eat hot food. Bad stomach is, in India is a polite way of saying diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's not from the unpure food. It's so hot that apparently white people would just... Yeah, just straight through. And yeah, sure. literally after Mr. Manchini's meal, I was like, that is what they were talking about. <laughs> Aha. So it was the only time, the only time I was like, oh, that's what mom and dad used to talk about with, you know, with Westerners. But during that meal, the taste was outstanding. I've never forgotten. Yeah. When you said mains, I was like, Mr. Mancini's Mr. Arabiata. Mr. Mancini's Arabiata. Mancini's Arabiata. That sounds delicious. How, I mean, how was your husband after? No, he the, was, like I said, he was blind, not yeah. cognizant, unconscious, delirious. He didn't know what was happening. And he stopped like within like two minutes. He was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. But, uh, yeah. and um, 
It was. It, it was. It was easier to steal it off of him when he's blind, yeah. of course. Oh, I ate. I, I ate his. I ate mine. Yeah. But but you, but you have to remember, my husband and I. He's. You know, we have this thing where we go to restaurants and we order, and then they bring like the fruit. Like we we'll go out for breakfast in New York, and then they'll bring the fruit with the yogurt, and they'll mm. put it next to me, and then they'll bring the pancakes and the French toast and the sunny side up eggs, and they'll bring it to him, and he's like, no. He's ordered the yogurt and the yeah, food, yeah. and I've just got. And, right. and they always, they think maybe I'm. I don't know what they think, but it's always that moment where they look at me with different eyes. <laughs> they're like, "Wow!" But you know, if I'm gonna eat something, I'm gonna eat it properly. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. By the way, nothing to do with this, but if you ever go to LA, yeah, you guys are gonna go to LA. So mm-hmm. Go to Griddle Cafe. You've already been, right? Griddle Cafe. Maybe I have. No, maybe I have. The pancakes? Oh, the massive pancakes are humongous. And no, but tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that, 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 that was so. I think this is if it's the one I'm thinking of. So, and there's always a line outside. Yeah, I used yeah. to know someone who like lived around the corner from there. Yeah. So I went there one morning and ordered the pancakes, and it was like, yeah. I uh, if if Outrageous on the occasions I go to LA, I go and have breakfast at a place called Millie's in Silver Lake. Uh, that do a dish. They do a dish, dish called Devil's Mass. Oh, um, which is like eggs and it's got I think it's turkey actually as well avocado and then so like spicy like super spicy with some sour cream on top as well oh, and it's nice. huge huge portion what is it about sour cream that makes everything taste better yeah. yeah but if you're in the mood for pancakes griddle cafe griddle cafe and also you'll oh, be jet lagged yeah. so you'll never meet the yeah, line sour cream on waffles as well oh, god. oh my god yeah. sour cream some is sour cream so with some waffles that have got like scrambled eggs and bacon baked into oh, them oh my god and sour cream on top what I'd like to eat right now. Yeah, I know, me I think too. Minus only there was a magical genie around to get it for me. <laughs> it's the curse of being the genie. You can't feed yourself. So, Mr. Mancini's Arabiata, is that an honourable mention? No, that's, that's the main thing. It has to be. That has to be. One. Is there an honourable mention you yes, want to Yes, yes. The honourable mention is, if you're in Delhi, mm-hmm. and you want to go to Chandigarh, for whatever reason, it's up in the north, sort of northwest Punjab, and you can go there to do a gig, mm-hmm. or you can go, there's a very famous temple, uh, up there, you might want to go to that temple. Mm-hmm. It's a Shiva temple. But anyway, if you're going and you go by road because it's the best way to travel and you're with your friends, you will always pass a place called Murthal. It's a, just a little town, but the big, it's not even a town, it's smaller than a town. But Murthal is a place where there's a tradition in India of roadside restaurants because a lot of trucks, a lot of truckers and so on. It's the equivalent to the American diner mm. and they're called Dhaba. Murthal Dhaba makes parathas, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you know what parathas is? Yeah. It's like, the, I mean, I mean, I have grown up in India. I have eaten a lot of parathas in my life, but let me tell you, they make them filled with paneer, gobi, which is uh, cauliflower, potato, but they make them fresh and they serve them. They're about, they're about, I, I would say eight inches across. Yeah. And like, I would say maybe one and a half to two inches thick, fresh, Fresh vegetables, they're made in clarified butter. Mm. But when they serve them hot, steaming, and it's quite cold as you're getting up there, they put a dollop of homemade salted butter on it. Oh, wow. And you have, I mean, I cannot express to you the sort of joy that that brings. And I mean, calorically, it's like, you know, your six months worth of how many calories yeah, you Yeah, but when you're having, the, there's no point going into that worrying about the calories, no. right? <laughs> no, no, no. Because also it is the most soul nourishing food. Mm. So parathas from Murthal, in particular the cauliflower one. Yes. You know, I have some very close friends now in comedy. And sometimes they say, oh, I want to go to India. And I say, 
I will take you and we will go to Murthal first. They're like, what's that? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and then they say, I want to see Taj Mahal. I'm like, waste of time. We'll go to Murthal first. Yeah. It's the one gift I want to give. Yeah. Anyone who goes <laughs> to North India, go to Murthal and eat the parathas because really that is India in a way that you can't see on a postcard. Right, yeah. Yeah. So that's an honorable. That's what I want. Whenever, whenever I, go I would abroad, buy a postcard with, with one of those on, though. And then eat the postcard. Yeah, and then eat the postcard. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll let the postcard. Yeah, on the yeah. postcard. Oh, my God. I'm sure if I look in my phone, I have the pictures somewhere. from when I went. But, oh, delicious. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. So that's an honorable mansion. Yeah, I mean, just imagine. Just imagine. Mansion. You've got flaky. Oh, yeah. flour, flaky, yeah. buttery, and then inside you've got slightly spicy potato or cauliflower and it's just the right amount of salt and just the right amount of spice and it's all steaming hot and that's, mm. you're just eating that. Just imagine. Oh, I'll tell you what. It's the, this is the hungriest I've been on yeah, the podcast. You're course. very good at describing yeah, food. I think, I think the listeners are going to appreciate this episode. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're very, very good at describing this Literally, food. Literally, if I didn't have kids, I'd just leave here, go to Heathrow, take yeah. a flight, go. Do it now. Just go <laughs> straight to Delhi and then sit I don't have kids, I'm going to do it. <laughs> exactly, just go. Off the back of that five-minute speech about those <laughs> parathas, I would commission you for a full travel show series. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you out. <laughs> about food yeah, yeah just talk about food you I mean, and your like blind ten husband part, ten part series all about taking your husband around trying to make him blind <laughs> yeah each episode you just see if you can make him blind yeah. oh my like, god poor guy poor guy if I'm not allowed to do this you can just say no okay but yeah, there's one more honourable mention for main course but you can say no you can do an honourable mention if you want it's an honourable mention so again fish life mm-hmm. I started eating fish when we were in the south of France um, because we were in the south of France and my husband was like, the fish is really good. You're never going to eat it because you have such a huge issue. But if you ever felt like eating it, then I remember I reached over and I put it in my mouth and I was like, what does this taste? But anyway, there is a place in uh, south of France, in Saint-Tropez, called mm. Club Tahiti. And they do a salt-baked sea bass. Right. It's a whole fish. It's a bit, mm-hmm. But, 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 but. When you have lunch in Tahiti, there's also women walking around the tables, modeling very skimpy beachwear mm-hmm. and the music is loud and everyone's drinking and it's kind of one of those Saint-Tropez kind of scenes yeah. uh, and so these women are walking by and they're sort of in their bikinis or what should be bikini but mm. is I don't know what uh, anyway and they're doing that <laughs> the salt baked sea bass is so good that when it's served I know men who are like I need to eat this I can't be looking at this <laughs> it's that good right I've seen it and the thing is with this is it's literally Fresh, fresh. Yeah. And they've done nothing but bake it in salt. And to make a fish like sea bass melt in your mouth, taste amazing, just because it was covered in salt with that kind of whatever, that butter thing that they put in with it, yeah. that's very good. Also, I mean, it has the power to magnetize you away from stuff that you might otherwise really have a hard time not paying attention to. Yeah. That must be, that's, a, that, like, that's a really good way of making a chef up their game, isn't it? Yeah. And say, look, we're going to make some bikini clad women parade around. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put really loud music on. So you're going to have to make a dish yeah. that will distract people from yeah, that. Yeah, and when we say bikini clad, I mean, this is central play. We're talking about Victoria's Secret Angel level. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And we're not just talking about like me strutting on a bikini. People are like, yeah. I'd rather eat. No, I mean, I'm talking about that. And it's just amazing because I've always watched as the fish has arrived and yeah. everyone else has, you know, up until then, they can't get their eyes off this. They just... And then they're like, oh, let yeah. me eat this instead. <laughs> I've never been to a strip club, but uh, from what Cindy just said, I might start eating in strip clubs. Yeah, exactly. it, it, it sounds like the food there is well, amazing. Well, apparently I've seen, docu- I've seen things where apparently the, 
there's amazing steak in strip clubs. Like people will go to strip clubs in America for specific wow. ones for steak. That's what is these... there amazing steak or is that Or is that excuse? like I read it for the articles? You, you gotta go, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta go there for the steak. That's really good. Uh, your side dish. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right to the side dishes. Um, side dishes, really, you know, I'm not much of a side dish person. It's not a huge part of Indian eating, but it's not a huge part of my eating. Mm-hmm. Like, if I like a side dish a lot, I'll buy, I'll get four and have a main dish of it. Uh-huh. So I'm not, but I thought about it because mm-hmm. it's your podcast and I yeah. kind of, um, I'm fond of you too. So I thought, let me do my homework. <laughs> Thank you here. very much. Um, and I thought any kind of daffodil potatoes. Mm. Oh yes. And then I thought, well, yeah, but that like when you say any kind, what do you mean? I thought, oh, well, where have I eaten them that they're good? And then I thought, well, there's a place in London. It's kind of fancy schmancy. They make very good ones. Uh, it's called La Petite Maison. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, they're not the best I've eaten in the world, yeah. but I can't remember where the best were because it's mm. something I eat often if I can get my hands on it, sure. a, and if I somehow feel compelled to have a side dish. Um, they're Ed's favourite kind of potatoes. Are they? They are. They're my favourite kind of potatoes. And I know that. Yeah. Because? Because uh, we went through a phase of asking... Uh, asking each other what our favourite potatoes Yeah, there's a, a group of friends that we've got who are all comics. And we, one day we were all bored and just did our favourite type of potatoes. And uh, I just remember that Ed... Because no one had thought of that one yet. And Ed really? And yeah. Ed, Ed, Ed had held back a bit. And then when he said that, a lot of us were like, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah that's I a great kind of potato. Especially if you make them with proper cream and butter. Yeah, of course. You've got to go full Right, full and you've dairy. got to slice the potato so it's not too thin. Yeah, yeah. you don't want too thin, but you don't want too, too thick, thick either because no. then it's just like a steamed potato yes, in the middle. Yes, you just need really the important. layers, lots of and layers. And you need the layers so that, because the thing is with daffodil potatoes is that if they're just the right uh, thickness, mm. then the cream and the butter are sort of, they're integrated with the potato, with each potato when you eat it, right? Mm, it's not yeah. like, and that's really important. Very important. That's really important. Oh. I mean, I suppose my favorite kind of potato is Danish Christmas potatoes. That oh. are, they're caramelized, but that's not a side dish as in you only have it at Christmas. But you just said what favorite kind of potato. What do you mean they pot- caramelized? So they're- yeah. They have little, little new potatoes. Yeah. And they caramelize them. It with butter and sugar, and they're a side oh. dish, and they are beyond the beyond. And my father-in-law makes the best. I'll say that. You can have them as your side dish if you want. You can't really have Christmas food outside Christmas. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's a rule you're, you're imposing it, yeah, you, on yourself. Yeah, there's no rules at the restaurant, so if you, you want can to, have that I, side dish if you want it. No, no, I can't because if no. I eat it now, I'll be like, "This is some cognitive dissonance. I don't need." You'll feel like it's <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. No, I'll feel like it's not Christmas, and somehow I'm eating these potatoes. Yeah. It's, it's very wrong. You'd be confusing your face again. You yeah. don't want to confuse yeah, your yeah, face. Yeah, my, yeah. You don't want to confuse My face would be like, what? There's no tree, no presents, bitch. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it would be too much for me. I also shout out potato-wise to Potatoes Boulangere. Uh-huh. Oh, what's that? They're sort of like Dauphinoise, but mm. instead of the cream and butter, it's just it's stock. Oh. So what uh, my mum my mum does this a lot is uh, she'll do a roast lamb, but she'll roast the lamb on top of... Boulanger, so it's just thinly sliced potatoes and stock, and then yes. you put the lamb on top, and all of the the lamb just pisses juice all over the potatoes, and it really okay, is well, absolutely incredible. Until you use the word pisses, it sounded delicious. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say that's and made onion, it a little thin, weird. Thinly yeah. sliced onion as well, so yeah. it's onion just, and potato. Just and, dribbles juice. Yeah, yeah, dribbles I, I've juice. got used to like hearing okay. Sidhu describe food in a, yeah. a very uh, okay. intense and delicious manner, I'm and sorry. then you wade in and say pisses juice all right, over. I'll change. It. I'll change it. The lamb. Um, jizzes, jizzes, no, juice stop, all over just the. See, there you go. This it is why spunks I'm up, It spunks up juice all over. Nice. The, it vomits juice. All, yeah. No, not vomits. <laughs> I mean, jizzes was better than pisses. 
I heard a great jizz joke, by the way. Going for it. <laughs> but I can't really tell you. While we're in the neighborhood, no. why not? <laughs> because it's a visual joke. Okay. okay. So I can tell describe, you guys. You, you do the joke. And then, and, and then and we'll, and we'll describe think, the visual I think it's a joke that everyone knows because mm. it's, it's – so, but I have only It's a shame it. that you like visual jokes with your blind husband. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't appreciate any of these jokes. It, it was a temporary blindness. Yes, right. it was. Okay. Yes, yeah. it wasn't permanently made by, by the no. pasta. Yeah. Otherwise, that would be very dark if you came on and you chose the main dish. Yeah. Oh, that pasta that ruined my husband's <laughs> life permanently. I'd like Unfortunately, once the blindness subsided, that's when the diarrhea really kicked exactly, in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just in time um, to see what he'd done. Exactly. Uh, poor guy. So anyway, so, so I just, can, can I just yeah. say the jokes? Yeah. That was such a great joke, but I feel like everyone knows it. So if, okay. Anyway. So there's a guy goes, well, anyway, there's two people in a kind of a medical clinic mm. and they're, they're waiting for the lift and the lift comes and they both go in and there's a man, it's a man and woman and the man says to the woman, what floor? And she says, fourth floor, I'm going to donate blood. And he says, okay. And he presses 10th and she says, oh, are you going to donate blood up there? He said, no, I'm going to donate sperm. And she said, oh, how much do you get for that? And he said, well, I get um, $100 a squirt. And what do you get for blood? And she's like, I get $2 for a liter or whatever. Like, so he says, okay. Anyway, then the next day, a couple of days later, he's back and she's there again. And they go in and he says, fourth floor. And she says, and he says, where are you going? She goes, oh. <laughs> ah, get it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that but, would be so weird if you didn't yeah, get it. I would have told it very that badly. Good, uh, so for the listener, uh, he, he says, uh, what floor? Cindy, you should go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, he says, where then? And then she points upwards uh, yeah. while bulging her cheeks she's up. She's got a mouthful. Her cheeks mouthful up. of sperm. Come on, mate. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did spell it out. Mouthful of, she's, got a mouth, she's gone and sucked, sucked someone off and she's got yeah. a mouthful she's of sperm like and she's this. going to donate. He's always like this. I mean... It's really... I mean... Okay. You're, you're playing into his hands. Okay. Do I turn thought... that into a disgusting pun as well? <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Which leads us quite neatly onto your favourite drink. <laughs> I love it when there's a joke that's so open wide that not even it's it's so blue, but even James has to go for it. It's like, come on, someone's gonna do it. Um, so drinks wise, again, I came to alcohol very late in life, mm. and so I've got two lives, um, and my alcohol life deserves a mention. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my favourite drink ever was in. Uh, when I first started, when I first started to hang out with my husband and we got married, which was all very quick, like the, between the hanging out and the marriage was not even a month. So... Oh, really? Very quick. Uh, Got to watch the show if you want to hear about it because I really can't go over it again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> watch uh, the new show, everyone. Do you want to plug no, it anyway, now? So he took me one day to have a drink at the London Savoy. Okay. And it was the London Savoy White Russian. Oh, Yeah. And I was like, I, I wanted to drink tequila. I was a classy gal. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, some yeah. tequila. Like, and he said, no, no, you got to have this drink. He's a more cultured person. Let's be honest. Let's just be honest. He's more cultured. So he said, try this. I, I don't like cream. But that drink, the way they made it there, mm-hmm. it's a white Russian from the London Savoy. Every time. I don't know if this is all imbued with that first romance thing, that, that, that nostalgia, but all food. Mm. I mean, as my mother says, mm-hmm. you know, which means I should translate <laughs> that f- to the hungry person, even the doorway looks like crisps because <laughs> you're so hungry. Sounded wiser, sounded wiser beforehand. 
Before you translated it, it sounded a lot wiser. <laughs> it, did not, it did not sound... <laughs> I thought, what is, what is this oh, wise old parable that we were about to be told? And it's literally... It was, it's madness. <laughs> Even the doorway looks like crisps. Well, if you're so hungry, you'll eat anything. Sure. Even the sure. door to the hungry person. But when you when you said it initially, we both we both nodded. And we were like very so respect. Solemnly. We both respectfully nodded. Yeah. Like, that sounds so wise. It sounds so wise. It's, it's just what's up to the bad you know, person. If, 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 if the tiger has not eaten a kill. <laughs> it's literally the equivalent of in a cartoon where someone's hungry and they see their friend as a big roast chicken (laughs) there you go it's exactly because when you're so hungry the point was your mind and how you feel about food are very interconnected so I think to come back to my white Russian it might have seemed that might seem the favorite drink I've ever had because of that time Mm -hmm. but also they make it very well I don't yes, know if they yeah, make it sure, anymore yes. like that because they had a refurb. Right. And then I never went back. So I'm okay. like, I don't want to be disappointed. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you got, got, got And I tried having a white Russian elsewhere. Meh. Well, I mean, I have white Russians once a year. So I don't have them. On a specific day? Yep. I don't have them any other time. When have do you have them? Once a year. And I drink them all evening at Nish Kumar's birthday. So that's the only time. Oh, the one in, in, in Edinburgh? In Normally Edinburgh. it's in Edinburgh. It falls, it falls in August. So normally yes. we're all in Edinburgh. And uh, I can't remember how the tradition started. Well, Nish loves it. So Nish loves likes them anyway. So we'd drink on his birthday. And it's a bunch oh, of us. Then has we're he like, been on this podcast and said it was his favourite drink? No. no. Good. He can't. And, and he, he was on the Christmas episode. So I had to stay quite Christmassy. Okay. So yeah. he's, he's completely Phew. off your turn. I mean, yeah. he could have had those potatoes. He could have had Danish Christmas potatoes. If, 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 he only, if only you knew they existed. Yeah, exactly. But, um, one year... Because uh, it's a brass monkey in. Uh, in I went there we for the, this August, yeah. but I didn't know about the White Russians. Yeah, so normally, so, or one maybe year they... we, we had so many White Russians that Stuart Goldsmith had to go out and buy some more milk because uh, the bar had run out of milk. And cream. I think they do it with oh, this milk. One I don't think they do this one wasn't cream. cream. See, I yeah. can't. That's, nice that's the thing. Then I would be sad. I don't drink sure. it because I don't want to drink milk all night. I think that's a recipe for disaster so with weird. booze. I know. I think it's a recipe. For Although I had, uh, this this year at Nish's birthday, I had six Bloody Marys, which was also a mistake. Jesus, I was full. I felt like I was just drinking soup all night. Yeah, 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 yeah. gazpacho. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, with drinks that you have to have when you have the thing, so mm. that's very important. That's mm-hmm. super important. Yeah. Like there's certain friends of mine where it's like if we meet, it's like okay, it's tequila. Mm. It's tequila slammers because there's no other really, and there's no other way to lubricate this. This is how we roll. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for me. Like if I've had a serious day, not serious bad, but serious, serious, then mm-hmm. I have to drink bourbon. Right. And I tend to drink bourbon. Not, I, I drink whiskey and bourbon. I don't drink, well, I mean, I, I drink gin and whiskey and bourbon, but yeah. whiskey. Fa- favorite bourbon? Um, I would say my favorite bourbon is Bullet. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a, a good, good one. It's a good, solid, solid go-to everyday it's bourbon. It's a good, solid bourbon. Um, I like Eagle Reserve. Yeah, Eagle Reserve. But, you know, Eagle Reserve can be harsher. Yeah. And you've had a serious day. I don't know if you need a harsh bourbon. Mm-hmm. But if you go to Bullet, you're great. I'll tell you, uh, one I had recently, which I really enjoyed, was uh, Blanton's. Yeah, Bl- Blanton's is a really cool bottle as well. It's got a little horse on the. Ah. It's like a little statue of a horse on the thing. And Ivor Graham bought me a bottle actually to say thank you for giving him a gig. Uh, um, and it's one of the best bourbons I've had. It's delicious. Oh, well, I vote thanks, people. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was going to say classy chat. Jeez, I've, I've, given, I've given people gigs before. It was when we were stuck in New York uh-huh. and I couldn't do a gig in Weymouth. All right. So I said, Ivo, can you go and do this oh, gig for me? Oh, it would be much me? cooler if you were in Weymouth and gave so him a gig on. in New York. Ivo helped you out. 
by taking, but it was a good gig. It was good money. Right. And he was very grateful for taking the gig. It must have been good money buying him Blentons. And he bought me, he bought me a bottle of Blentons. Thank you very well, much, driver, Graham. Well, I remember that. Next time I need someone to fill in for me. <laughs> yeah. <at> a gig. <laughs> like, here's a gig I ever, I will expect the Blenton yeah. tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, I drink single malt. But, mm. you know, that's, that's when you're just relaxing. There's, there's no agenda. I don't know anything about single malt. Scotch is a confusing world for me. Oh, but I only drink Japanese, so I don't have <sighs> okay, to. Okay, so I've just started. I've just started getting into that. Oh, I'm big well. into that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I just what bought, have you had? Uh, I bought. I went to Japan and brought back a bottle of hibiki. What kind of hibiki? Um, it was the master, master's choice. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the, the that's the mix. Yeah, that's a <laughs> good one. That's an easy it's one to drink. Very good. Super easy I've to been drink. Through it. I've gone but through it already. I've been very impressed at that. No, yeah. but it is yeah. no because it's a really. Um, when I say it's a blend, I don't mean that in, in, in any mm-hmm. pejorative way. I just mean it's a really easy whiskey to get to. Yep. You don't feel like you've had a big whiskey and, you know, you need to go to, into Glasgow and fight with people. It's just <laughs> it's like a really relaxing drink. But there's also uh, Yamazaki, mm-hmm. which is a bit more, um, I would say it's a bit rougher. Fiery. Fiery, fiery. fiery mm-hmm. But Nikki from the barrel. Yeah. That's a beautiful one. Because it's Nikki from the barrel. Nikki from the barrel. It's similar to Jenny from the block. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, yeah, sounds. Yeah, yeah. Could be, could be. Yeah. No, but Nikki from the barrel is good. It's sort of in between. Yeah. Um, but Hibiki, good choice. It was, yeah, it was lovely. I've been through, gone through that very quickly. I'm yeah, and I, London as of twenty, at the end of twenty eighteen, I had to decide to drink less. Okay. Uh, by which I mean specifically drink less whiskey. Yeah. Because that's the only thing I was drinking, and <laughs> I just had to drink less whiskey because it was getting to the point where. I was drinking whiskey every day. Mm. And if you drink whiskey mm. every day, it becomes a serious drink. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I was imagining drinking it all day. <laughs> so I thought, this is not going well for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. This is not going well for me. And so, and the one thing I will say is that I missed Hibiki. Yeah. Now I'm fine. I haven't had, a, you know, I don't drink that much. And I had bourbon over the weekend. But um, a great choice. I'm drinking whiskey. I've got some Japanese whiskey at home. Don't, don't know what it's called. Have no idea. It'll be but, great. But um, I'm going to have it today. Good. Tell me what it's called. Oh, well, I'll text you. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. let you know what it is. And yeah, you know yeah. what I'm going to do straight after we finish recording this is I'm going to go to a whiskey shop in Soho and buy some Japanese whiskey. Oh, good, because I okay. thought you were going to say you're going to piss over some lamb or something. <laughs> <laughs> um. Your dessert. My dessert. Your dessert. We come oh to your dessert. God. This you is know, the, the one that I get most excited about every week. Um, uh, okay. So dessert. So you know I have you know my dessert theory, which no. is um, oh you guys are gonna love this because it's anyway. Dessert theory is so when I um, first started eating, when my husband and I would go out to eat before we were husband and wife even, he's a very healthy person, and so he would be like oh I don't oh I can't if I have this main course I can't have dessert. And the first time he said that I was like what that's mm. not how it works. <laughs> and he was like what do you mean? I'm like don't you know how the stomach is? There's a room, there's main course yes. room and a, yeah. and a beverage room yeah. and this room. And then there's a dessert room. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's like whatever you have in the main course room doesn't affect the dessert room. And he said, that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, let me ask you this. Would you go into your kitchen and take a shit? And he said, no. I'm like, there you go. So that... What's great about it is that I know that's before... That, you, said, you said it was before you were married and you've already said that there wasn't much time was between you and so it's like, already it was... Let me ask you this. <laughs> Within a month of knowing let him, you this. went, let me ask you this, would you go to the kitchen and take a shit? And, and he, he said, said no. well, you married me. <laughs> no, but it's a question. I said there are certain things you don't do in other rooms. So what do you mean it doesn't make sense? 
he he said he have converted me completely and after that has never stopped to wonder about main courses and desserts <laughs> that he said you've converted me completely because the amazing thing about so i you know i suppose say i've got a dessert stomach and, a, yeah. and all that stuff but obviously that's not how the stomach works so of course it is if, if, if the stomach is divided into little rooms for different things you would have a point to say to him look as you shit in your kitchen but as it is there's I thought what he was objecting to originally was him, was him being like, oh, but there's not, those are different separate rooms in your stomach. But you thought, he was just saying, you thought, no, he's bought into that. Yeah. yeah. Rooms. I've just got to... Yeah, he said, you've converted me. I said, great, then let's start eating and stop this kind of, you know, f- yeah. fear. Yeah. So he said, okay, and here we are. And also, that was the day he stopped shitting in the kitchen as well, That's wasn't it? That's the day yeah. he said, oh, I mustn't do that now. Sindhu's explained like how the I food thing... Sounds like I should not be shitting in my kitchen. <laughs> but I think the thing is, I think it's about removing fear from mm. eating well. A lot of people worry. And I think the moment you worry, your mind, body, and soul releases certain things in your body and then that food doesn't benefit you. Mm-hmm. So once you have the room theory, then you hog out what you want yeah. and then, then then you work it out over time. Do you sure. see? I mean, it doesn't mean you turn it ir- irresponsible. But yeah, I've had a one-week dessert-a-thon. <laughs> of yeah. course I have. Yeah. Well, I only ate desserts yeah. <laughs> every day for one week uh, because I could. Yeah. And it turns out after a week, you're like, oh, that's a lot of dessert. I don't feel like sure. dessert. You know what I mean? Like you don't just keep doing it yeah. and then die of sugar one day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it stops. So... Okay, so that was my dessert. It's I thought a good theory. I thought you should know about my theory. Yes. Um, so, this dessert, I always liked sweets, uh, and always liked dessert. Mummy didn't let me eat a lot of dessert because she said you're five ten, which is so what abnormal, and you'll if agar zada khagi to pahar ho jaogi. If you eat too much, you'll become a mountain. Then who will marry you? So it was a okay. huge thing for me. That I, mean, I was less, not. That was less of a left turn than the crisp. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what that was going to be. <laughs> If you, eat, if you eat a dessert, your head will become a cherry. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all about chini, chini, sugar, sugar, sugar. Yeah. And then she used to say, you know, that you're anyway so weird and pachasal ki dhonda, you'll be a 50-year-old dhonda, freaky giant, no one will marry you, this, that. Anyway, so mm. eating dessert was like a big thing. Eating dessert and not being allowed to go out and come back when I wanted. Mm. Two big things. Yeah. I got, I came to university here and I was allowed to come because it was a big deal. And the two things that my mind... First of all, I came to the student accommodation. I had my own key. Yeah. I was like, I can come and go. I, I used to do my laundry at three in the morning because I could. <laughs> I just be like, oh my God, I can do it. Have a little party. And yeah. the second thing I discovered was there was a restaurant in the town where my university was and it was called Bella Pasta. <laughs> and they had a dessert called The Godfather. I think I know this dessert. Okay, first of all, it's, it's about, I would say... It's about six, seven inches round. Yeah. It's got brownies and ice cream and cream and chocolate fudge sauce mm. and more brownies and yeah. cream. And then it has sparklers. Yes, I know the Godfather. <laughs> and they the sparklers and they bring you this dessert. And it's a sharing dessert. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when I was at university, I ate one by myself. That's three days. That's three days a week. Eating I, the Godfather with yeah. the sparkles in it. Who are, you, who are you trying to get off with this time? No one. No one. Not yet. I haven't yet. Don't call Leone. <laughs> no, I hadn't yet even. Well, it's the day of your daughter's wedding. I can eat three of these a week. <laughs> I hadn't yet progressed to 
all about boys yet. Yeah. I was still stuck on keys and dessert. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Although, t- to be honest, I had a year and a half. I'd been allowed to leave for a year and a half yeah. before I had to go back and have an arranged marriage, which would have been fine. Um, it, really, it really whatever. I always give that caveat because people always think, oh, arranged marriage, that's terrible, poor yeah. her. Not forced marriage, arranged yeah. marriage. Yeah. So I knew in that year and a half, I had lots of things to do. Mm. Primary among which was to have a boyfriend mm-hmm. yeah. and to get laid. Yeah. Because yeah. afterwards, I wouldn't really have any choice. As in, I would get laid, but with this one person, yes, that what sure. if what if yeah. it was bad, you know? Yeah. Sure. And so that was a huge mission. But only after the key and the godfather thing, <laughs> yeah. then it became a huge mission. But oh my God, that dessert. You know what I'm talking about, Ed. Yeah, I know exactly you know what, what it is. About. I don't think I've had this. I've never had a dessert with sparklers in it. Oh, I mean, I and they I've bring seen it every time. Oh, yeah, I mean, I was, a, I was a little fat boy, so I do remember going to Bella Pasta and being like, I'm, I'm getting the godfather. Yes. Yeah. And then I'd be like with my mum, I'd be like, we should share the godfather. And we both knew I was eating most of that. <laughs> I didn't even used to go with anyone. Yeah. I used to go myself. Yeah, that's a baller yeah. move. And, yeah. and because I... For the third time... That it, week, yeah, same, yeah. same branch every time. Obviously, only, there was only one. Yeah, yeah. So it was a small. Just making sure they, that they, must, they, they always must have recognised you when you came yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, they, they, they were like, "Oh, hello." Would hello. you have a main meal as well, or just the Godfather? Depending on what time I had between tutorials. <laughs> so it was a time tutorials. Yeah, yeah, because I used to play basketball, so there was like a limited amount of time during you know that you could do shit yeah. and write like, your essays and go and read them out and all that stuff. But my friend, who's still my friend, the, the New York one, she said to me recently, she said, you and that Godfather thing. And I was like, I know. But the reason it's the best dessert I've ever had yeah. is because sometimes the best food you have is the one that opens your mind to the notion that that stuff exists. Yeah. Yes. Sure. It, it just, I'd never experienced such a thing. So, well, it's like, it's, I, I had the same thing when I went to uni where you suddenly realize I can eat what? whatever I want, whenever I want. And it just, everything tastes like freedom. Exactly. (laughs) Everything tastes like freedom. And all that chocolate, I love chocolate. And then the sparklers, it was such a celebration every time. It was a celebration that I was at the university, that I was hopefully going to get laid, uh, (laughs) that I was eating this. It was just, the whole experience to me was so great. The first time you went in, in the kitchen, they must must have been like, oh, we've got Godfather, make one Godfather. And I'm like, this is for this lady's coming coming alone. There must have been a decision where they're like, do we put the sparklers in this time? Yeah. (laughs) Put that every time. Yes, did you get some sparklers? She's celebrating one day getting late yeah exactly someday getting laid <laughs> exactly right but that, but also I didn't always go alone but if I had to go and I, there was no yeah, one yeah, absolutely, I went. Yeah. It, and it was such a great yeah. dessert but that was funny though because the first time I went there with my boyfriend uh, he was Swiss and older and yeah. he was doing a PhD and he was very erudite mm. I will never forget. He said, oh, you know, he wanted to go to an Italian place. And I was like, oh, we have to go to Bella Pasta, which I think for a lot of Europeans was kind of like, ugh, you know, and we went there and he spoke three languages and all that. And we sat down and I said, oh, I'm going to have the Godfather. <laughs> he, he was, you know, he was a little troubled. I'll be honest with you. He didn't have the open-mindedness of my husband sure. who would have been like, you go for it. Yeah. And, yeah, then, yeah. and he was like, oh, that's so, sort of, that's so amusing. Mm. And I thought... You're missing out on this, yeah. but that's really your problem. You go ahead and eat that creme brulee shit. <laughs> I'll have this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was. It was a. It, I do remember. But that's the I, image yeah. of you like looking across the table at him and just eating the Godfather, and saying to him, "Let me ask you a question. Would you share your own? <laughs> would you share your kitchen?" <laughs> 
That never came up. That never came up. That, oh, we had laid one day. That never came up. That so that was my favorite dessert, really, and it was a big deal. Oh, that's um, such a good choice, I think. Let me read your menu back to you. Uh, you would like some still room temperature water. Yes. Uh, you'd like some sourdough from Panzers. Panzer. Panzers. Uh, your starter, you would like uh, white fish ceviche from Uruguay. Uh, the main, you would like Mr. Mancini's Arabiata. Oh. Uh, the side, uh, Dolphin Wise Potatoes. Um, drink, you'd like the White Russian from the Savoy. Yes. And for the dessert, you'd like the Godfather from Bella Pasta. Exactly right. What a menu. Amazing. Excellent menu, Cindy. Oh, it's so good. Beautifully described. Thank you so much. This was so fun. I've never talked about food with people and then they've sort of incorporated jizz and bis <laughs> and the con- and yet the conversation has continued yes. yeah, yeah. in a well, jubilant I mean, way that's never happened to it's, me it's because it had to I guess I mean yeah. if, if, this, if, if this is not a podcast and Ed had said that you might have gone okay I'm see you later because like you're really ruining this chat I'm having with you about I was trying to talk to you about potatoes you said about jizzing oh, lamb so. about lamb jizzing on some so, potatoes good, goodbye but, exactly uh, yeah. exactly so thank you for having thank me you so guys much, this Cindy. has been great Wonderful, wonderful stuff from Sindhu there. Ooh, delicious. I saw your mouth watering a couple of times, Ed. It did. I was spraying all over the place. Yeah, that's absolutely lovely. Loved, loved that menu. I think that's one of my favourite menus, I think. Yeah. No sweet chilli sauce. Thank you very much, Sindhu. Thank you, You get Sindhu. to stay in the restaurant and eat your full meal. We're on the same page. Thank you very much, Sindhu. Uh, Sindhu's on tour later in the year. Yeah, make sure you catch her. You can uh, find her dates online. I don't, uh, as of the time of recording, they've not been announced yet, but uh, you should be able to find them. Just uh, Google... Google Sindhu V Tour. Google Sindhu V Tour. Follow her on Twitter. There's all, all sorts of ways you can yeah, follow up with this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, to tell you that kind of you, yeah. you know how to navigate the internet. I'm on tour as well. You can find that on the internet, I'd imagine. And James is on tour. Yeah, that's probably somewhere on the internet. Look it's on the internet. Thing. Uh, oh, we forgot to say at the top about all the food we've been sent this oh, week. Oh, shout out to all the people sending us food. Thank you very much. Uh, especially to my two friends, Ben and Jerry. I mean, this was a big moment for James when we got a little message through from Ben and Jerry saying we'd like to send you some stuff. This was, this is like James's life finally clicked. Yep. And he was a- like, d- this is it. This is all I've ever wanted from stuff. Yep. I, I started doing uh, stand-up comedy in 2008 on the open mic circuit and it's all been building towards this. <laughs> Two years, slogging it out on the open mics, then doing tour support for people for another year and a half, going to Edinburgh year after year, doing solo shows, then doing the panel show circuit, just working my way up, getting a podcast with my friends, mentioning Ben and Jerry's enough on it that I get Ben and Jerry themselves contact me and say, what's your address for sending you some ice cream? And my parents were like, well, they won't be able to send you some proper ice cream, it will melt in the car. No, it won't. They've got a special way of delivering it and I couldn't be happier. Thank you, Ben and Jerry. You made a boy very happy. Thank you, Ben and Jerry. But not just Ben and Jerry. Thank you to Seed and Bean for sending us some lovely chocolate. Mm, mm, and thank mm. you to Hot Peas for s- peas. sending us some of your wonderful pea crispy snack things. Mm. Which Can't is very wait delicious. to dip them into ice cream. Yeah, everything's getting dipped in that ice cream now. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And obviously keep sending us stuff if you, if you want a little <laughs> shout out, because quite frankly... I'm supposed to be eating healthily at the moment, I told myself. Yep. But it turns out, if it's free, it doesn't count. No, if it's free, it does not count. And I also found out that I have absolutely no shame when it comes to getting free stuff. I do not care. No. I will quite happily on this podcast encourage anyone to send us food. Also, uh, oh, we got some Laurent Perrier champagne as well. <laughs> oh, to celebrate getting the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. <laughs> 
what the what the gentleman from Laurent Perrier said is uh, he said I'll send you some bottles to share with your next guest. I thought, yeah, you can fucking get, yeah, yeah, no chance. Uh, mate. As if, yeah. <laughs> I think we'll be releasing a podcast where it's just me talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a wonderful guest you are, Ed. I've got Laurent here as my guest. <laughs> Well, thank you, Sindhu V, and thank you, everyone, who gives us food. Subscribe to the podcast, review the podcast. We love you all. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour miracle grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.